I think it's good too that you're going into each song separately because you know there's something historic about the about Britney's career. You know her being the icon mm-hmm. that she is now. But when they said Prince, we kept thinking Purple Rain Prince, and and Pharrell came in with like Vanity Sex Prince, totally different feel. <laughs> But yeah, it, one song in particular on Velvet Rope was, was, um, what about? What about those things? What about that? What about that? Welcome to The Original Doll. I'm your host, James Rodriguez. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes and learn all about these amazing artists and creatives who bring the music that we love. And at the same time, we help out charity. For more information, go to the website, theoriginaldoll.com. While you're there, join my Patreon community. Big shout out to my Patreon patrons. You all rock. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see anything leaked, please report it to the webmaster. Don't forget to join me on Instagram, the.original.doll, and rate the show and tell your friends about it. My name is James Rodriguez. This is The Original Doll. I Iconography. Welcome, first-time listeners. Welcome back, returning people. Today, we're going to be talking to producer-songwriter Josh Schwartz about the creation of Britney Spears' Lonely. And this time around, we're going to be talking about the influence of Janet Jackson, one specific song from the Velvet Rope album, and how that song was created, and the controversy behind Janet Jackson choosing to perform that at an awards show. More on that in a bit. But thank you so much. I just want to give a big shout out. Thank you, Josh, for joining us again today on The Original Doll. Anytime for you. (laughs) Well, what I want to do today is I want to let you know that there are so many fans who have loved the stories that you've told. So today we're going to go deeper into the creation of Lonely. We mentioned before about how it was inspired by a Velvet Rope cut. We're going to go into all that just so thank you again and digging through the archives and going back through all these memories and experiences for creating the song. We truly appreciate it. No problem at all. But yeah, it, one song in particular on Velvet Rope was, was um, what about? Rewinding back to 1997, Janet Jackson would release The Velvet Rope, an album that many considered one of the best albums of all time. It dealt with social issues, political issues, sexuality, abuse, and more. One track that stood out to many people was What About?
Now for those who might not know this song, which is totally okay, is this song really dealt with abuse in a relationship. Janet Jackson and producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis gave us this extreme opposites, this juxtaposition. It starts off as this kind of slow ballad type thing, then just transforms into this huge rock full sound. I always go back to like the spectre wall of sound that you're expecting one thing and then boom, it's right in your face. And what I think is important is during so many interviews over the last several years, people talked about Janet Jackson's impact on Britney Spears. As Josh stated, Britney in other episodes, Britney admired Madonna, Janet, Michael, so many of these great artists. The Velvet Rope has come up several times with different producers about Britney Spears being impacted by this. The thing with What About, it's truly 20 over 25 years ago. The song deals with what I'd say is just gaslighting. Somebody brings you out, drags you along, says those things that ticks you off and makes you react. You know, not even just respond, just react. It really deals with the pulling and pushing of a relationship. When you go back through these lyrics, you see that Janet Jackson in the song is talking about like, oh, you're saying I love you. Everything is great. This is so good. But then... I'm reminded of all the times that you lied to me. You told me no one wanted me. You beat me. All of those things. And then says, oh, you know what? Forget about those. I love you. I want you. It's truly like this form of gaslighting. And so during this time of the album being produced is Britney Spears for so many different things. She was going through so much. She was, of course, having a tumultuous time with Justin Timberlake. There was always ups and downs and ebbs and flows in their relationship from the beginning. There was always murmurs of, you know, is Justin cheating on her or is it not? Oh, Justin is hanging out with a friend. No, he's not. All of these things were happening from when people didn't even get the official announcement that they were together all the way through the end. So Britney Spears, when you go back and listen to the songs that she basically had said had inspired her, whether it's Janet Jackson's album or Madonna's album or Paula Cole, you listen to some of those songs from there and go, wow, a lot of these deal with the mistreatment of a woman. When I put on my liner geek hat, my music geek hat, I think, okay, the songs that I've connected to, why have I connected to them? And all of us have different reasons, but it's usually because I felt myself in them. So this song that ultimately deals with somebody who's lying to you and saying, oh, no, I didn't cheat on you. It was just a little this. Oh, no, you can't get any better than me. No one's going to want you. When you listen to that toxic relationship, and all these words, of course, are post-1997, 1998. But when you listen to these lyrics, you truly understand for those people, and many of you have messaged me that are Jan fam, Janet Jackson fans all over the world, this song connected to you in a way that some of the other songs didn't. And many of you have told me your personal stories, and I'm not going to go into any of those. But you can see why so many people have a connection to this song. So when you take a listen to What About, and I implore you, get it on Apple Podcasts, take a listen to it, buy it if you don't have it, buy the vinyl, whatever it is. But listen to the song from beginning to end. Listen to those lyrics, those words chosen. And think, do I feel connected to that song? If so, why? 
everyone is completely different. Some people may say, oh, I just liked it because it sounded cool, or I like the slow to the fast to the hard. It's totally different for everyone. But when we talk about those songs that influenced Britney Spears from her mouth, they're very specific songs. And a lot of these, like I said, whether it's Janet or Paula Cole, a lot of these deal with mistreatment of a woman, of the narrator. Take a listen to the song. I'm going to play you some of Janet Jackson's vocals in here because I think something that Jan fam, you know, and something that the Britney Spears fans know, both of these women have come under scrutiny since the beginning saying, oh, they don't have a great enough voice. Oh, they're too simple. Oh, they can't sing. So on and so forth. I'm not here to try to convince somebody that these women have been successful with their voice because facts are facts. With Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, the tones and textures that they use are very purposeful. When you hear that raw grittiness of Janet Jackson, whether it was this or Black Cat, you know why she would choose this on this or on Scream versus on Again or That's the Way Love Goes or Let's Wait a While. So thinking about that, we're going to play some more of What About, but then we're going to go into our conversation with Josh about Britney Spears' song Lonely. And I wanted to give you this information so that now you can hear this song, Janet Jackson's What About, influenced Britney Spears' Lonely, and see what the common denominator is. Here's some more of What About. My heart was pounding But the time had come To stop letting my whispering heart control me And telling my screaming mind what to do yeah. I looked him straight in the eyes And then I said What about the times you lied to me? What about the times you said no one would want me? What about all the shit you've done to me? What about that? What about that? Rewinding back to 1998 at the VH1 Fashion Awards, Janet Jackson was invited to perform Go Deep in order to kind of help the song. It was another huge hit for Janet Jackson. This would be another performance, help pushing the song even further. However, Janet Jackson decided to use her platform to perform What About? And the video, which you can find online, deals with domestic violence. And it's pretty hard to watch. But she chose her platform to speak about that. When Janet Jackson was asked about this, she said that she decided to do something different for the award show. Plain and simple. So check that out. Now on to my interview with producer and songwriter, Josh Schwartz. Lonely was written in LA on La Brea at a studio called Rusk. And I remember we were listening to, or at least, yeah, I think we might've even listened to the Velvet Rope. That, Cause Janet, that was a huge, that was a huge like sort of, Janet Jackson was always great at reinventing herself too. So much like, I just think she's super underrated. Madonna gets all this credit for it and Janet never, I don't feel like Janet got as much and she did the exact same thing. And I felt like she reinvented herself so well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, one song in particular on Velvet Rope was, was um, What About? And I think that where it was soft and you just didn't know what was about to happen. And it was like constant state of tension in the song, I guess is the best word to use. Mm-hmm. I'll steal that from Cara Diaguardi. She used to love the word tension. Um, <laughs> and she's right, by the way. It built up this tension and you knew something was coming and then that's what it did. And we wanted that. And that's, I think, how Lonely came about was, but it ended up just kind of coming in a little bit harder. Like when you listen to What About, it's soft and she's sort of singing really quietly. And then it's, what about the shit? 
she just goes into this screaming fit like Khalees did on her first record. Oh yeah. And, and yep. um I hate you so much, right? But mm -hmm. it was You keep telling me lies, but to your surprise, look I found her red coat and your bitch caught out there. I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> That was the 1999 song Caught Out There by Khalees, which some of you may know as I Hate You So Much Right Now. Another Britney connection, this in fact was produced and written by the Neptunes, who are, some of you know, some of you might not know, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. Caught Out There deals with another song as a reaction to kind of mistreatment by a man. And we're talking just specifically within the lyrics. The song starts out, this song is for all the women out there that have been lied to by their men. I know you all have been lied to over and over again. And then it continues on to say, last year, Valentine's Day, you would spoil me and say, babe, I love you. I love you, babe, I swear. And then realizing he's not actually following through on any of that. And what she says, Khalees sings, is that you don't come home, you're gone. I don't know where you're at kind of situation. And then it goes to, you keep telling me lies, but to your surprise, I found her red coat and you're caught out there. So this is saying, not only are you telling me that my suspicion is not true, you are actually doing this and now I have evidence for that. And so she goes on to say like all these fabrications. So the song being sung as a woman who is responding saying, I feel like something is wrong, but he's saying, nope, it's not, you're just making this up. We have no idea what you're talking about. And it's once again, like what we would say now with this gaslighting part of it. But I think it's important because in these songs, you get the raw vocals, which is why I played the acapella version of this song. Now back to the show. It was really cool. Like we, we could only do so much with Britney. Like we couldn't cross it. Still had to be pop. So somehow lonely. And we, we thought it was just the demo. Everything we did, we thought was just the demo. And, and we kept everybody was like, why are we changing anything? This sounds great. I remember anticipating lonely let me be all these songs were recorded really quickly which is unlike britney and um i think because she was involved in the creativity and i think because we got her in the vocal booth so fast after she had already co-wrote it with us she was all in her mind she had all the melodies she had all the work everything was just fresh and she was been singing it for hours her voice was warmed up we're like let's just put it down and we'd, we'd say put you know no pressure put down a rough and we ended up keeping pretty much like 95 percent of of everything unless we maybe brought in Jenny Carr or someone like that to beef the vocals up. So Jen, Jen actually mimicked Britney the best and can almost phase out with her vocally where like you could almost when you bury the vocal in the mix, you, you couldn't really tell that it wasn't Britney. And Jen had this airy tone. You've interviewed Jen, right? Mm hmm. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love Jen. She's super talented. So we use her a lot back in those days to beef up the Britney stuff. Hopping out for a quick second. For those who might not know, we've talked over the years about background vocalists and their participation in a song. With Casey Livingston, our guest who worked on and wrote Unusual You for Britney Spears, she wrote Scary for Britney Spears, Stick With You for Pussycat Dolls, she talked about how her voice was throughout all of Unusual You because it creates a neutral bed for Britney Spears' voice to stand on top of. Now, what's been amazing is when you listen to all this, you listen to these, even Jenny Carr, we interviewed her. Her job as a background vocalist is to sound like the artist. 
and then give it a little extra beefiness. Her job is to have been the voice that lets Britney Spears' voice shine. So I'm going to play a snippet of the first verse of Britney Spears' song, Lonely, that we're talking about. I'm going to play just the vocals on it. And you'll hear from the beginning, Jenny Carr's voice accompanies Britney throughout the entire song. So here it is. Think I'm so naive. How dare you play with me? I gave you heart and soul, yeah. Tell me, baby, please. Always screwing with my head. I don't think you understand. I won't take you no more. Don't knock on my door. So yeah, she's all over that. You can hear her on. Um, you can hear her all over. Lonely, kind of sneaking in and out. Uh, same with it. She's on everything. She's on everything I ever did. Tara's all over. Brave new girl. There's a big new bear and she's coming out tonight. She's gonna step outside, uncover her eyes. Who knew she could feel so alive? Now, did you hear Kara's voice? Kara Diaguardi, famous songwriter, producer. What's been amazing is being able to go through these different songs and get all the textures. But to me, this is what makes it amazing because so many of these people that worked in the studio with Britney always talk about Britney's talent as a storyteller and that all these other flavors are put in there to just elevate the song even more, which I think that's part of the fun in Britney Spears' music. She's been able to give us all sorts of different tones and textures, and I think we, myself included, as fans, appreciate it. For more information on the creation of Brave New Girl, go back through my old episodes and check out Brave New Girl, where I talked to Josh Schwartz about that. And don't forget to rate and follow this on your preferred streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. Now back to the show. Funny thing is how so many of the listeners were like, wait, we didn't know that there was like what background vocalists actually did. And I always say, I go, this is something that's been forever where it beefs up vocals. Some of them are, you know, artist maybe only has an hour between a flight to come and do these things and maybe doesn't have time to go back in and create all these other vocals or harmony vocals. And other times there are just the, the sonics where it needs to your point that beefiness and you need to beef it up a bit yeah. and it separates Britney's voice and it, you know because if absolutely if it was all Britney just doing Britney the whole time I don't think we would get the the fun textures that we do with all of these other artists it doesn't get any bigger if you if I stacked my voice a hundred times singing the same thing even if I try to change my tone a little it still doesn't get as big as it does when you use different voices it just never gets mm-hmm. bigger bringing in other vocalists and Britney's voice is really just so it cuts through the mix I think five of those is too much it just how much of that tone can you stack before it's like just so fucking ridiculous like my god it's too much so Jen Mm -hmm. softened it up Jen had an airiness about her voice but Jen I know Jen was on everything we just Jen Mm -hmm. was we, we used Jen so much Steve just I think called her in for even other producers because she just became like the go-to for for Britney's background on her albums. And I'm not sure if they ever met. I'm sure that I don't you know what I don't remember. I know we brought her in right after Britney left for the day for um my only wish this year. I remember bringing Jen in to 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 sing all the backgrounds because she happened to be in LA at the same time as us. Mm-hmm. I do remember bringing her in. So yeah, that was uh that that's the reason. And also timing. These 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 Britney's gotta run. You know, Britney's filming a video for stronger and then she runs into the studio and does my only wish 
mm-hmm. then she's like, I I have to go somewhere else now. You know, like it's nonstop. I, I don't know, whatever interview, whatever's next for her. Mm-hmm. There's always something. Well, and the, the crazy thing is when we go back through all these songs and everything, so many people are like, oh, I like the way this sounded or that sounded. Or when they say, you know what? I really like how Britney's voice was here or different there. And the other thing too is how her voice grew, how she grew as a vocalist in general, because what she did when she was 16, and that's the other thing people need to remember is she started her career before she was a, a grown ass woman you know what i mean like if whether it was even aaron carter those things like that your voice changes and i also think you all as producers or steve as her a and r where you're like okay we know the capabilities of britney instead of us trying to figure something out we know what we can work with we know the canon in which we are going to be working on something that i've loved is everyone including yourself and everyone has said britney talks about how she was so influenced by michael jackson and janet jackson Oh, yeah. She's one of those artists that is not afraid to say that. Sometimes other artists refuse to acknowledge being inspired by another artist, female artist or not. But so much of Britney's career, I think if I think if you're a Janet fan, chances are you're a fan of Britney's music, too. Yeah. Britney was not uh, musically pretentious, like at all. So a pretentious artiste would be like that. You know, I invented this all myself. Like, no, you fucking didn't. You are a product of what you listened to when you grew up. And that's a fact. And so am I. And so are we all. I mean, everybody. You can ask the greatest writers alive today. Even David Grohl interviewed by Pharrell's like, I'm influenced by disco. And you're like, no way. Then you start listening to Nirvana again. Yes. You're like, holy shit, I hear yes. it. <laughs> I, I hear the flams. I hear the disco drumming now. And and Britney was influenced by those things. And people who come out and say, yeah, nothing really. I just did my own thing. Oh, horseshit. Stop being so pretentious. Of course you're influenced by it. You didn't just create music. You're not a caveman. You didn't just start banging rocks together. And come on. I mean, maybe I'm just the voice of reason a little too much. But give me a break. Like, of course you were influenced by something. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Britney was influenced by Britney's heroes were Madonna Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson. She was not afraid to say it. She adored Madonna. She adored. Um, I mean, she loved music. She would be like, did y'all ever hear this? Y'all ever hear that? And even her and her bot had their own stuff they listened to together. He would turn her on to like old school hip hop. And she'd be like, y'all, that's hot. Like Big Rob <laughs> all the time. They, they had their own. But I just think it, there's such a it always makes me laugh. Like the pretentiousness. You put yourself on such a pedestal. And it's it's hilarious. Britney, I don't feel did that. I think Britney knew exactly what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And um, and she, and she nailed it, man. And she got really lucky. Her voice stuck out like a sore thumb. It was so unique. And the songwriters she happened to have behind her, not me, but like Mac, these songs were so big and so epic. And the timing of it, it just came back around. It was just um, it was just a perfect it was a perfect storm that uh worked really well and she happened to be the the you know the first one to do it again that happened when i was a kid with debbie and tiffany and and all of them and and mm-hmm. bananarama and all those groups so she was at the forefront of of the second of the the 90s cycle of it the late 90s cycle of that what was about to happen mm-hmm. when when we last talked it was lonely rodney and Brittany created the rap Sometimes you made me cry, you had me so sad. 
for a quick second because now that we know of the kind of energy and content behind Janet Jackson's What About and Khalees' Caught Out There, Britney Spears, the lyrics for Lonely start out, to think I'm so naive, how dare you play with me? I gave you heart and soul, yeah. Tell me, baby, please, why you screwing with my head? I don't think you understand. I won't take your shh no more. Don't knock on my door. Interestingly enough, don't knock on my door reference back to Britney Spears' second studio album, Oops, with the song, Don't Go Knocking On My Door. What's interesting is Britney, in the lyrics for Lonely, think of all the times that I wasted, think about all the times that I took you back. Ain't no way I'll be lonely. I don't want to let you back in. Now, what's interesting is we know from Josh in previous episodes and interviews is he talked about Britney Spears was, you know, going through highs and lows with Justin Timberlake in general, just like any other relationship. Now, before Britney Spears and Justin publicly came, quote unquote, out as a couple, many people, including the media, fans, and everyone kind of assumed they were together. But there were highs and lows in the relationship. There would be breaks coming back together. There was always questions surrounding was Justin Timberlake being faithful to Britney Spears. So when you go back, you know, 20 plus years ago, you look at this and go, this is interesting. When Josh said Britney came in and maybe she was mad at her boyfriend that day, that was the energy that they brought to the song. This song, once again, kind of goes the route of gaslighting. One of the things is, she says, don't tell me how to feel or say that you're for real. My mind's made up. I'm cool without you. You got no more appeal. Now this girl don't need no man says what she can do, what she can. Now I live for me. Boy, does that make you weep. Because there are so many times where we hear in relationships where somebody's like, you're going to be nothing without me, or you need me to keep going forward. Or the individual just starts questioning themselves. I'm giving you this, but what am I getting back? What am I getting from you reciprocally? And so I think it's important to look at what these lyrics state. Think of the times you made me cry. You had me so Confused. I'm tired of trying. Leave behind this. What's a girl to do? And so when you hear that Britney Spears's vocals were, as Josh said, about 90% were from that original version of it, you just go, there's that energy. There is what she's putting into the song. So it wasn't that she needed time to kind of connect with the song. This is right out of the gate. Britney was feeling it. So we're going to hop back in. <laughs> And then you all got to hear this and everything. But what was in place then of the rap before that? Was it just like a dance breakdown for Lonely? Because there had to have been something in that middle eight. Yeah, I think it was a dance breakdown. I think it was. I think we just, I'd have to go back to the original, which I'm sure I I probably that one because that was a Britney one. I I saved a lot of those. Think of times you made me cry you And you're so confused I'm tired of trying to leave behind this What's a girl to do? Oh, 
Um, and then, but you know what? I actually, as a songwriter, when I first heard it, I go, what the hell? And then I was like, oh, no, never mind. This is cool. I like this. I'm not going to be an asshole. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I like what he did. And I told Rodney I liked, I liked it. I remember both of us were like, what the fuck? Because you're your songwriter. And now you're like, oh, great. Now he's going to ask for a piece of the song. You just, that's just songwriter mentality. And um, he wasn't even like a, in Yiddish, we call it a chaz. Or Rodney wasn't greedy about it or anything. He took it. He got some writing credit on it. And, and well, he didn't get like a, you, you know, it wasn't a humongous amount. It was fair. It was very fair, whatever it was. For a guy like Rodney Jerkins, I thought it was fair. Josh, thank you so much for being here today. And and honestly, thank you so much for being honest and telling all these great stories. You are, like me, unfiltered. So this is always an amazing match. So thank you for taking this trip down memory lane with us. Anytime. I enjoy it. I, I appreciate it, actually. It's, it's not it's something I kind of haven't talked about in years. I just sort of... I don't want to say put it behind me. I just sort of, I just sort of moved on to a different career. And um, when you reached out to me about this, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that'll be cool. We'll talk about people, most of the time, like I said, people don't even believe me anyway. And what did you do before this? Uh, I wrote songs for Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys, stuff like that. Like, okay, this guy just escaped the psychiatric hospital. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. I'm just kind of like at the point where I'm like, all right, I see why I see why I don't tell anybody, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and why that doesn't work out well for me. So, needless to say, um, when you reached out to me, I was like, yes, yeah, absolutely, no problem. I, I don't mind, and I, I do remember a lot of it. A lot of you know, people ask me about these things a lot, but you ask like really intricate things that make my brain have to work through them and dig a little <laughs> bit, which I actually enjoy. You know, it's 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 not easy. My brain is a little fried at times, so it, it is not easy to to dig through these memories and go, oh yeah, that's what we did. Because you know, it was it was a crazy time. So now that you hear kind of what inspired this song, "Lonely Britney Spears," let me know. Do you see any similarities between these songs? Let me know and hit me up in my DMs and join me on Patreon, theoriginaldoll.com, and don't forget to rate this on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the flip side. The original doll.